Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Monday, February 13th. It is six minutes after nine with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. No, it is not a national holiday today. Get to work. (laughs) What's more American than working? Well, we're shooting objects out of the sky left and right. These things are called UFOs, right? Everything in my science fiction preparations tells me the mothership was supposed to come and make an appearance last night during the Super Bowl and come get us all. Didn't happen. But the U.S. military shot down another high-altitude object, this time over Lake Huron on Sunday afternoon. The operation marked the third day in a row that a UFO was shot down over North American airspace. So four in eight days. Yeah, it's happening so frequently that by the time I did the template, there had been another one. Mm -hmm. So to start the show today we're going to go back to Saturday's big events which was something getting shot down over Canada mm-hmm. and apparently we were involved in that in some capacity and uh so here is the Canadian defense minister describing what happened and saying no cause for concern Recovery operations are now underway and will be supported by the Canadian Armed Forces in conjunction with the RCMP. This coordinated operation will allow a further investigation into this object. We have no further details about the object at this time other than it appears to be a small cylindrical object and smaller than the one that was downed off the coast of North Carolina. There is no reason to believe that the impact of the object in Canadian territory is of any public concern. Okay, so usually whatever the government tells me, I believe exactly the opposite, which means it's probably time to hit the panic button. I mean, this is so weird, right, Casey, that this just keeps happening almost day after day after day after day now. Mm -hmm. And my question is... How is it that we still appear to have no information on, like, any of these things? Well, like the Navy divers were collecting the balloon, right? <laughs> and they've been running tests. The FBI has been looking into it. And we really haven't heard anything other than it was capable of understanding our communication systems. These new objects, we don't know what they are, what they're capable of, what they're doing here. Uh, Trudeau said that he spoke with Biden on Saturday and that the Canadian forces are now going to lead this one's recovery operation. So it's become so big that we're coalition coalition building with other countries because of it. All right. Uh, if you weren't feeling good about the Canadian uh, defense minister telling you not to worry, here is Corinne Jean-Pierre attempting to explain why the U.S. shot something out of the sky in Canada. And wow, Casey, wow. This woman is, well, she's quite the wordsmith. Take a listen. Why is, why is the American military shooting something out of the sky over Canada? Because it's part of a NORAD. There is a, the NORAD is part of like a, a part of a, it's a, it's a, what you call a coalition, a consortium, a pact, exactly. And so that's why we were able to do that. Again, we didn't do it on our own. We did right. it in, in, uh, in, uh, clearly in, 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 in step with uh, right. Canada. Canada. Uh, Canada. Canada. 
It's a new place, right? So airspace over Montana was briefly closed and then reopened. And then airspace over Lake Michigan was closed and then briefly reopened. And uh, I didn't know that you were allowed to defend yourself in Canada, right? (laughs) I mean, weren't, weren't they coming out saying, no, you can't have guns? And that's why they need America. Well, so here's the question I have for you, Casey. Like, I think we all are assuming this is something related to China in some shape, form, or fashion. But let's just play it out that it is not China. What would actually happen if there was a confirmed, and by confirmed, I mean someone other than the military got it so you could actually see it. What would happen if you had a confirmed capture of life from another planet or whatever you want to call it? (laughs) Like you said, hit the panic button. Right. I mean, obviously, that would totally alter everything. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And now I have long had the theory that I think the aliens could be time travelers that are coming from distant areas and that they can't be seen because that would alter the future. Mm-hmm. So them being seen is a really big deal. But maybe like they come back in time to study us. I don't know. I'm just freewheeling here off the top of my head. But what would happen if you caught life from another time or another planet or whatever. Well, who's to say that we haven't already? Well, that's it. I'm saying Area if, 51 if the, docks. Well, right. If there was a definitive private citizen, mm-hmm. hey, I'm going to sell this to the National Enquirer type of thing. Society would never recover, right? I mean, it would it would be It would alter your belief in everything. Um all right, so here is Schumer, Chuck Schumer. He is the um he's the head of the Senate, leader in the Senate. And here he is defending um, letting the balloon go all the way across the country, mm-hmm. but shooting stuff down over Alaska and Canada. The first balloon, there was a much different rationale, which I think was the appropriate rationale. Uh, we got enormous intelligence information from surveilling the balloon as it went over the United States. Didn't and the Chinese watching. get enormous intelligence as well? Well, they, they could have been getting it anyway, but we have to know what they're doing, okay? And we don't know exactly, but we got a lot of that. Okay, so he acknowledged that it's been wild that we didn't know about China's use of balloons until just a few months ago. So this is China's way of saying, we have things, you don't even know about it. And now we're finding out about it. And um, so now we're at is adjusting their radar systems, right? It's kind of like uh, when you go check your email, right. you can't just find a specific email, but now you've got the search bar, you can narrow it down. So that's what's happening perhaps is we're finding more of these because we're aware of it and they're fine tuning the search optimization. Uh, again, this may be a stupid question, but I'll go ahead and ask it. How is it that we know that we can find these things to go shoot them down? So we know they're out there and we can shoot them down. But then when we go, okay, what did we shoot down? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. Some octagonal how, object. How is it possible that they know the thing to shoot down mm-hmm. and they know to go shoot it down? But when you ask, what did you shoot down? They they play stupid that they don't know what they shot down. Still in the recovery process? Yes. But again, I'll ask the question maybe another way. No, I'll ask it this way. How is it that you know to go shoot something down? You clearly have to have some sort of visual on the thing by which you are shooting down. Mm -hmm. But we keep going, oh, you don't know what it was? (laughs) Uh, One more. Uh, Here is uh, this guy's name is Jim Hines. He's a Democrat uh, member of Congress. And he is saying, he was on one of the Sunday shows, saying that Congress is currently completely in the dark over what has been shot down over Alaska and Canada. 
you know, since then, of course, there's been the shootdown over Alaska and the shootdown over the Yukon. Um, Congress has been out of session, um, and so we have not been directly briefed on that. Our staffs have been kept informed. But the reality is, Chuck, here, I think part of the reason, and by the way, I, I, I have real concerns about why the uh, administration is not being more forthcoming with everything that it knows. But part of the problem here is that the, both of the, the second and the third uh, objects were shot down in very remote areas. So my, my, my guess is that, that there's just not a lot of information out there. There yet to share. Okay, so this tells me that China's spy satellites must not be very good, or why do they need this balloon technology? So these weather balloons are talking to the spy satellites, so we have information in the data links now to China's spy satellites, and of course, we're going to reconstruct every piece that we can find. Yeah, that's an interesting point, right? Because just because you have a lot of stuff doesn't mean you have good stuff. Right. So when you think about China, mm-hmm. you think about, oh my gosh, you know, a billion person army, you know, infinite people, infinite wealth. But just because you have a lot of stuff doesn't necessarily mean it's really good. The problem we have in this country is our government are pathological liars. Mm-hmm. So we're probably never going to find out what it was. And they're probably hoping that whatever China's doing, they just stop doing so the story goes away. Yeah. It is 15 minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. minutes after nine you're listening to kendall and casey on 93 wibc and trending this morning you know it rihanna eagles riri mahomes chris stapleton rihanna okay so let's just do it let's talk about the super bowl because that is all that is trending this morning and we'll begin with the halftime show rihanna so she was wearing that uh bright red dress yes revealing she was pregnant uh-huh. and way up in the sky a lot of people said she did very well she uh-huh. sang most of the hits left out ponder replay and she was left out of who Ponderosa? Ponder Replay, one of her songs. Oh. And uh, one of the first artists in a while not to bring a guest up there with her. Yeah. A surprise artist. Well, but, uh, I-, I was commenting to Kev during the break. That is the first time I have ever heard We Found Love mm-hmm. that I was not seeing double at 2 a.m. in Broad Ripple. <laughs> so it was an all new music to me. A new experience for you, <laughs> I, huh? Uh, look, who, who, okay. So it's clear the NFL has basically said, because after the Janet Jackson whatever i mean the Wardrobe idea malfunction the idea that someone was saw a bare breast of which we all came from you know and were kept alive in some shape form or fashion by a bare breast mm-hmm. but the idea that that was an end-all be-all and you were you know obviously working in radio at the time there was an incredibly ridiculous course correction in this country of we can't do anything controversial songs that lyrics had played for 30 years on the radio were taken off and the NFL said, okay, we've got to be super safe. So it was Motown. It was uh, the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. It was Tom Petty. It was Prince, Bruce Springsteen, etc. Well, I guess we're past that now, or hell, half those people are, uh, that generation are dead now. So they've just basically said, if you are an older person, we don't care about you at all. And we accept the fact that you are not going to watch this halftime show because look at who they've had the past several mm-hmm. years. It, it was what, the weekend and... Mm-hmm. Rihanna and and I mean it's like the old what about uh, they had Red Hot Chili Peppers a couple years ago. Okay, well, so Gen Xers might enjoy yeah, that. That's, that's true. But if you are a person that is sixty years or older, mm-hmm. they basically said we don't care about you at all, right? I mean, yeah. there's no person sixty or up 
who enjoyed watching that. You think so? No, there's nothing. D- didn't even know her songs? There's no, no way. What did you think <laughs> about the guys in the white suits? Didn't they look like they were in COVID PPE gear? You know what I did during the halftime show, Casey? And did this you do is your nails? Because that's what I did. <laughs> I went and fed my dog. Okay, well, there you go. That's how interested we were. Also trending, of course, the quarterbacks, a new era of young, talented quarterbacks on full display. Patrick Mahomes winning the MVP with three touchdowns, 182 passing yards. 44 rushing yards. Jalen Hurts had four touchdowns, 304 passing yards, and 70 rushing yards. But uh, let's talk about the guy who really stole the show. Wasn't the halftime show. Wasn't any of the players. It was almost the coach, Nick Sirianni, for just a second. But yes, it was Chris Stapleton. Under was 125 seconds. Uh-huh. He played for 128. Oh, you know the NFL, and now you know it's the whole thing. Like as we learned in Field of Dreams, once you cross the line, you can't go back. So in this case, the NFL can't go back. They really missed an opportunity not letting Leslie Nielsen sing the national anthem <laughs> at one of the Super Bowls because Leslie Nielsen, as Enrico Palazzo in The Naked Gun, one of the greatest renditions of the national anthem mm-hmm. of all time. Uh, I don't care about any of this at all. I know some people are totally at the halftime show, the national anthem. Mm-hmm. I know Babyface mm-hmm. did the, what was it? Got America the Mar- Beautiful. America the Beautiful. I, I don't care about any of that. I'm there to watch the game. I think the commercials are stupid now. I think it's all just a colossal waste of time other than the football game. Everything is just way over the top. Not only did they have the uh, coin toss, but now they have the special presenter of the coin yes. toss. Yes, And yes, then yes. somebody holding up the trophy oh, yes. before everybody but he's got this special place and it just keeps going next level every year. Now, now the Colts apparently have a new coach. Correct. We're going to have Jake Query with us at 10.05 from 107.5 The Fan mm-hmm. to talk about that. And I, Casey, okay, mm-hmm. two things before we, because I know we got to get to a break and then Tony Kennett's going to be with us talking about all this school board nonsense that's going on. Um, two things. One, uh, Weird Al desperately needs to do the next halftime show. Mm-hmm. I would also accept Ario Speedwagon okay. <laughs> as a suitable uh, next halftime show. Mm-hmm. And uh, don't look at me like that, Kurt Darling. Uh, and also, uh, one other thing as it relates to the Super Bowl. I think we should start putting a time limit on these uh, football games because that is just way too long to have something start at 6.30. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like 10.30 before the time I got done. And the football game was fine, but if we just cut out the shenanigans, we could have been done in three hours versus four. And I got to get up early to do the show. And yeah. you appreciate the draft more than the yes. football game, Yes, that was the other thing I was going to add is I am so glad when the Super Bowl is over because now we can get on to the actual important part of the National Football League. The single greatest sporting event in the world is the NFL draft. Draft round one. All right, we've got uh, Kurt Darling standing by. He's ready with the news on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. I'm 
Central Indiana that are going out of their way to be super deceptive and have a total lack of transparency for the taxpayers of Central Indiana. You kind of blew the lid off of what's going on in Brownsburg. Well, you know, I don't mean to say that I'm a patriot or a hero or anything <laughs> like that. But yes, again, we'd, we'd spent quite a bit of time on the fact that the Brownsburg Community School Corporation had said they had hired a DEI officer a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. divest, d- d- uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, mm-hmm. and that DEI officer just kind of poof disappeared disappeared no no explanation just adios mm-hmm. and you know if diversity and equity and inclusion was such a big deal you know how does something just just disappear and how is it not replaced and of course the superintendent earlier this month or last month rather had, had told some parents yeah you know that that didn't work out and uh, you know it's not coming back and then over the weekend I found out that a school board member when she was running for re-election this past uh, past cycle had told uh, voter, yeah, no, I, I don't support that coming back. And then we find out, what do you know? It is coming back. In the form of director of student learning. Yes, and you have to really look deep into the uh, job description to to find that this is uh, indeed the uh, the DEI officer coming back under another name. And mm-hmm. so it's a, we got to get to the bottom of why schools like Brownsburg are trying to be so deceptive with their voters, with their taxpayers. And when we try to figure out why schools are being deceptive, there's only one guy mm-hmm. we go to. You can hear him now every Saturday, 1 to 3, the Tony Kennett Show, here on 93 WIBC, also at the DailySignal.com. Tony Kennett joins us on the DriveHubler.com hotline. How are you, my friend? I'm doing very well this morning, guys. So am I summing it up right? Am I offering the best description that these school corporations like Brownsburg are being super deceptive on issues like diversity, equity, inclusion. Like, look, if you want it, if you want the liberalism, just say it. Why do you tell people, yeah, that didn't work out, yeah, it's not coming back, and then you hide it under director of student learning? This is precisely my argument. If you really believe that it is important that we have racial quotas, like, you know, I guess going back to the 1930s, at least you can admit that. If you are not as progressive as some of us who believe that skin color doesn't matter and that perhaps it is experience that matters more, if you are so regressive that you want racial quotas, well, then at least admit it. If you think that having a diversity and equity person is what it takes to ensure that we have the exact number of student colors and staff colors that you want, hey, I think that's pretty evil and disturbing. But, you know, you do you. At least be honest about it. (laughs) But you'll see, as you pointed out in Brownsburg and I pointed out in Pendleton and other parents have pointed out in various districts around the state, School districts find that this is rather unpopular around parents of all colors, of all creeds. What a shocker. So they have to do it in secret. Yeah, so this this is uh, this is the thing, right, is if you're going to think that the DEI officer is the greatest thing ever and you hired someone who a simple Google search would have shown what that person was and why that wasn't going to work in Brownsburg and you made a terrible hire, but, hey, we're so wed to the radical leftism, we're bringing it back and you're proud of it, why don't you just say it? Well, and, and that the key problem that you end up running into here is that really education administration is completely soaked in progressivism. So a lot of people will falsely believe that it's, it's the teachers that are driving this thing forward. And I have said since the very beginning from someone in the system, no, it is the principals. It is the coaches. It is the, and I don't mean sports coaches. I mean the academic coaches and the coordinators, the superintendents that went to get their master's degrees in, in equity and inclusion and nonsense. And now 
now come back to the school and force everyone to play these games so everyone can think they are so wonderful, so liberal, so great, and they make everyone else take the fall for it. Tony, um, do you think that more school districts are doing what happened in Brownsburg where the DEI officer is uninvited to uh, continue, but then they come out with this director of student learning, which is just the same thing with a new name? Yeah, so, so let's specify something really quickly here. Titles mean absolutely nothing in education. Nothing. My title when I was at IPS changed four times in the span of two years. Four times. My job description never, ever did. Mm. Not once. Their titles are meaningless. In fact, that's how we keep things fresh, new, and exciting in education. We change the words around a little and then keep doing the exact same thing. It's very innovative. And a lot of school districts around the state of India and around the country, and I've actually been reporting on this at the Daily Signal, especially in red states, will simply flip the names around a little bit to kind of throw people off in order to make it look like they're actually doing something, when in reality it's the same old nonsense because realistically, once you get into education administration, it's lazy time. It's time to sit back in your office and cash in on all the nonsense, make your six-figure salary, and take advantage of everyone. And that's what's happening in Brownsburg and really the rest of the state. Uh, Tony, you, Tony Kennett's our guest, by the way. You can hear him Saturdays. The Tony Kennett Show here on uh, 93 WIBC, 1 to 3 p.m. So your theory is, Tony, that it is the superintendents, the principals that are driving this. Because there's part of me that thought, okay, the superintendent had asked in Brownsburg for the meeting with these parents, these conservative parents, let's try to figure out how we can work together. I thought that was a great idea. He tells them in this meeting, yeah, that, that position, the DEI officer didn't work out, it's not coming back. So I'm thinking maybe it is this radical board, which had a new lunatic left member, added to the board that is pushing him to do it. But your theory is, nah, they always kind of want to do this and just don't, they don't need to be pushed in the right direction or the direction that they're, they end up going. Well, there's more than one administrator than just the superintendent. Um, in a district like Brownsburg, there are close to a dozen, if not more. Of course, you have to have all of your curriculum coaches and directors and all of these different positions, basically from principal on up. And this isn't a theory. This is something I have seen in practice every single time with every single public school district that I have witnessed in the state of Indiana. There is always this level of bureaucratic sludge that you get up to. Teachers will tell you this too. Ask any teacher the last time they sent a student to the office and the student was sent right back because the principal couldn't be bothered. Because in the end, there's this grand, equitable vision that these lowly peon teachers and parents aren't up to understanding, you see. We are so much better than these worthless peasants. And that's really what pervades education administration. So it may be the board in your district. It may be the superintendent or the assistant superintendent like it is in Pendleton. And it may be the principals like it was across Indianapolis public schools. It is a grab bag, but that festering rot is there. Now, it appears in the case of Brownsburg that this position was taken off or they did not finally add it to the board meeting uh, for this Monday, tonight's meeting. I think in large part because we outed them on it. But people oh, shouldn't, wow. breathe. They, they shouldn't, mm. they shouldn't breathe either. They should. I mean, it'll come back. It'll be voted on eventually. They'll just hope that people aren't paying attention. This is exactly what Pendleton is discovering right now. So we released the report, and they they tried to fire a counselor over it, and then they found out that parents from the left, right, and center, mind you, were very upset that they would scrap uh, a staff member for revealing pub supposedly 
public documents from the school that the school just <clears throat> forgot to put on the website <laughs> about a gender support plan. And so the school board has been pushing the issue back and they won't talk to the media and not just like conservative media. They won't talk to any media. The Herald Bulletin in Anderson is very liberal. They won't speak to them either. They're trying to ride out the storm and just hope that everyone forgets because for the last 50 years in American education, that's been the norm. People do just forget. One can only hope that right now parents won't forget and they will continue holding these school board members accountable until they change or resign. Hey, Tony, one of the responses that uh, we've heard is, oh, no, sky's falling, a position that mentions diversity. So on their own, diversity, equity, inclusion, a lot of people say, "Okay, what's so wrong with that? What does it really mean to you? So the question I would ask to them is, you're the one putting diversity in the job description. What does diversity mean to you? Because diversity to me means a diversity of ideas. So if this is an individual that's, you know, I guess in charge of making your education system diverse in ideas so that students can learn and be challenged, that's one thing. But when you actually look at issues with diversity and equity paired next to each other and you actually listen to the individuals at the school board meetings discuss this, they will say it's actually about making sure that students of different colors are proportionally represented in the district. That means, as was said at Hamilton Southeastern just the other night in a school board meeting, if you have 13% of the school board or you have 13% of the school population that's black, then therefore 13% of the teachers need to be black. That's not diversity of ideas. Those are racial quotas. So no, I'm not triggered by the word diversity. I know what these individuals mean because I sat next to them in classes at Ball State University, and I know how stupid they are, and I know that (laughs) the racism they're going to bring into the school is going to harm kids. Uh, Tony, before I let you go, the uh, partisan school board bill, the Republicans, as I uh, speculated, would totally wimp out. They're not trying to make everybody happy, which will make nobody happy, which is the same thing they're doing on property taxes. Now they've got it. it they've got it set up where now you can have a referendum to determine whether your school board is uh, going to have partisan elections or not. That sounds like the dumbest idea I've ever heard. Yeah, this isn't actually doing anything for those who aren't elected and want to be elected. This is literally allowing someone to run an oligarchy. Congratulations. <laughs> I, I just don't I don't actually I don't actually see anything here that that's going to work. What's going to stop a school board from just saying, no, we don't want a referendum. We're just going to leave it the way it is, which, by the way, several school districts around the state are already it's suggesting they have shocker. I know this is crazy. School boards who have never had to be partisan, who are very to the left, showed up to the state house and said, please don't make us run as progressives in the state of Indiana. Yeah. I know that's that's a that's a shocker. They wouldn't be elected again, and, and they shouldn't be. And this thing we're talking about here, like in Brownsburg and Pendleton and these other places, this is why these school board elections need to be partisan, because these people hide their progressive nature, just like they're hiding from the voters or from the taxpayers in Brownsburg that they plan to do this DEI thing. They just hide and deceive, and they should have to do it out in the sunshine. Yeah, this is usually why I like Representative Goodrich, because he's willing to listen to people say stupid things and then look them dead in the eye and say, hey, that was a really stupid suggestion for an amendment. (laughs) I only wish that with this bill, um, the representatives and senators had the same cojones. All right. You can hear him Saturdays, 1 to 3, the Tony Kennett Show here on 93 WIBC, also the DailySignal.com. Tony Kennett, thank you, my friend. Thanks, guys. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning. It is-
947. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And from the virtue signaling file, on Friday, the White House press secretary announced that the new communications director was, quote, making history in the position because he is openly gay. She said, I know that Ben is making history. As you know, we believe here in the Biden-Harris White House that representation matters. He will be the first openly gay communications director, which is very, very important indeed. Yeah, so we've uh, actually, uh, before we get into this, we've actually got the audio of her saying this. Mm-hmm. Uh, why, don't we, why don't we play that real quick before the uh, commentary gets me in trouble? I also knew. Uh, I also know uh, that Ben is making history. As you know, we believe here in the Biden-Harris White House that representation matters. He will be the first openly uh, gay uh, um, uh, communications director, which is very, very important indeed. Okay. So, just so everybody knew, we were not uh, misquoting or mm-hmm. making that up or whatever. The, and this is an important thing because. Um, so little matters about the qualification anymore. It's all the other stuff. Mm -hmm. And especially when you have a liberal government or liberals running the government, I should say, they are wholly dependent upon what I call putting people in corners, right? You go in this corner, Mm -hmm. you go in that corner, you go in the corner over here. And what I mean by corners is pointing out the differences of everyone because liberalism is is dependent upon people noticing and um, fighting over differences because then the government has to be the arbiter or the savior of the differences if indeed people can't get along does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like if we keep, if, if we just say Fred or Tony or Alice or Janie is the most qualified person, boom, she got the job. Right. What difference does it make whether Alice is black, white, brown, mm-hmm. yellow, whatever? Mm-hmm. But if we point out, well, Alice got the job and Alice is gay and Alice is the first person who is gay to get this job. Well, then we're pointing out the difference, right? And if we keep hammering home the differences between people, it makes it much harder for people to ever actually come together. So if you're gay, but you don't tell everybody, does that mean it doesn't count? Right. That's a great point. Yeah. So it's the existence of the phrase itself shows that it's not diversity that matters, but the appearance of diversity that matters. And why is knowing which genitalia you prefer help communicating what's going on with the White House. Well, and it's and it's interesting because it appears the Colts are about to hire a new head coach. And this is the thing I've thought for a long time <laughs> that it is there is a rule in the NFL where you have to interview a certain number of minority candidates. Mm-hmm. Even if you have no intention of hiring them, you have to waste someone's time and interview them. And my question has always been NFL franchises are multi-billion dollar companies. You think that a an owner in the NFL who owns a multi-billion dollar empire is not going to hire the best person right. for the job? The NFL owners, all 32 of them, want to win. Period. End of story. And is so demeaning to people telling them who are otherwise qualified coaches, well, you only got this interview because of the color of your skin, right? There's so many qualified black coaches. There are so many qualified Hispanic coaches. There are so many qualified Asian coaches who would get the interviews otherwise 
anyways, but we go out of our way now to say, well, no, you must interview this person because of the color of their skin. Same thing with the Supreme Court justice, Ketanji Brown Jackson. Mm -hmm. She may have been qualified for the Supreme Court. She may not. I don't know. But the reality was, all we heard about her was that she was black and a woman. Mm -hmm. And Joe Biden said from the beginning, I'm not going to necessarily pick the best person. I'm going to pick a person who is black and a woman. It totally demeans the accomplishments of the people if you go out of the way to point out how special they are because of the color of their skin or their sexuality or their sex or whatever. You're just checking a box at that point. So this Ben LeBolt, he was working. He, he was one of the people that helped worked on the confirmation of Katanji Brown Jackson, since you mentioned her. So congratulations, Rob. I'm an openly straight woman. Yes. Two things that aren't fashionable right now being straight and being open about it. Yes. But at least I know what a woman is. That's okay, true. So, so we got, You're ahead of Katanji Brown-Jackson. Right. We got one thing going for us. Um, so Marjorie Taylor Greene said that openly gay communications director is higher on the list of priorities than fixing America's open border. And then she went on to say that the world is openly laughing at us. They, they, they do not, they the left, does not want us to ever get past our differences and they always want to point out how we are different because the different as long as the differences are front and center then someone has to be the arbiter of the differences it's kendall and casey on 93 wibc and let's talk about what's going on with uh leonardo dicaprio okay uh you know about the this he likes to date younger women Uh it's it's a thing it's been going on for a long time and now he's doing it again this time uh leo is 48 and his girlfriend is 19 Uh you got a problem with that no i don't have a problem with it he can date whoever he wants to i mean you were sounding a little tough and aggressive over there you got a problem with people dating younger people what's the rule you take uh half her age Uh then add seven yeah and that's within the range of respectability? That's the number somebody came up with. Okay, yeah. so that puts her at 35 and a half, which is still younger than his 48 years old. Yeah. So, so he's in violation of this by the arbitrary rule that some person just pulled out of their backside. Right. He is in violation of this. People are up in arms over this, and I don't understand why, because this is an adult mm-hmm. who can consent to whatever she wants to do. Yeah. And he is an adult that can consent to whatever he wants to do. Mm-hmm. So we're mad that two consenting adults are making a consensual decision. Okay, so is it sexist to say that she doesn't know her own mind as a 19-year-old, or is it reverse ageist? To say, you know, because people are saying she she's not mature enough uh-huh. to make this decision. Yes. So isn't that discrimination against her saying she doesn't know her own mind because she is 19? Whatever. And we've had this conversation for years. Whatever age society decides you are mature enough to be able to drive a multi-ton piece of metal that can kill not only yourself, but innocent people on the roadways. That is the age you should be mature enough to do all the things. Mm-hmm. And I am totally open to whatever age society wants to debate on and that is if it's 18 19 16 whatever but the idea that you can drive a multi-ton piece of metal by yourself and potentially injure not only yourself but many other innocent people on the roadways Mm -hmm. then you should be able to make all the other choices because that is ridiculous that we say you can do that but you're not mature enough to decide whether you want to drink a beer or you know whatever i just i it's amazed me they say well you're an adult but that's it doesn't count if you're dating an older man. If you're in love. She probably thinks I'm the one, you know? I'm 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 the one who's gonna who's gonna make Leo pop the question. Just prepare for heartbreak, right? Hundred and twenty days from now she's gonna try and drive that ball down the court.
and he's gonna be like, I'm out of here. But it's she, she, she. Hey, look, Rihanna. Rihanna told us last night. Yeah. We found love <laughs> in a hopeless place. Right. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Good morning.